0: Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And I'm here on a live show with my good friend, Les Evans. Now, before we get started, uh, a few housekeeping rules for you guys that are listening in to us live. Um, If you are listening to us live, congratulations, you get to have first-hand experience in asking any questions, interaction and engagement, and all that jazz. Um, If you're listening to us on YouTube and or LinkedIn, uh, if you're not following us, follow us on those platforms. That goes for me and Les. And also, make sure you click on that bell notification, which is in the top right-hand corner, so you don't miss out on those opportunities when we post content and uh, live. So for you guys that are listening in, as I say to each and every single one of you guys, on every show if you are listening to me live use the hashtag live use the hashtag replay that would be great and also if you have any questions or comments uh, or anything like that feel free to uh, feel free to post here just below that kind of stuff or even if you just want to say hi that kind of stuff that'd be that'd be great as well so um we're doing this as a live show by the way if you are listening in on the, on the podcast we'll put any relevant notes uh, in the description below, of course. You can listen to us over on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, whatever your favorite podcasting channel platform is, whatever. So um looking really looking forward to today's conversation. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm looking forward to it. Because um, me and my good friend, Les Evans, now for you guys that are regular listeners of the show, we actually had Les... About a just over a year, just over a year ago, actually. We've actually had a, a couple of times. We're really good friends. He's based in Canada. I'm based here in Europe, of course. And what's re- what I love about um Les is he is as authentic as you can, right? Seriously, he has been there, done that, and got the t shirt. Such a great guy to be hanging around with as well. He's a former CEO of a big investment company. And he's worked with billionaires, billionaires, athletes, entrepreneurs, business leaders from around the world. Uh, he's actually, I actually described him, uh, I labeled him in a way as a disruptive marketeer. <laughs> There's a whole story around that, which, which I absolutely love. I kind of labeled him the way, and he loved it. And so I was going to say he's spoken in over 24 different countries from around the world, uh, trained with over 3,500 entrepreneurs and business owners as well and today we're actually going to be talking about how to reinvent yourself in just 90 days right now um hi Anne. how you doing hope you're well it's good to have um have, have a good interaction here as well you know it's really interesting right so les now i've known les a long time okay les wasn't the slimmest guy in the world i want to be fully, he'll 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 he'll, he, he'll be fully upfront with that Okay, he was carrying some X weight and that kind of stuff. But he's gone through a massive transformation. And we were speaking last night offline. And I'm like, dude, you need to talk about this. Like, he's created this amazing framework about how you can go on this massive transformation. But Les is one of the most smartest guys that you will ever meet. So authentic, uh, led, and integrity led person. But honestly, the the conversations are going to be off the chart today. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. That's what's key, right? We're gonna have some laughter. <laughs> really important to have. Uh, more importantly, this session is for you guys, especially if you are if you if you value health. And we're gonna be talking. Well, let's talk about a few things that we're gonna be covering today. We're gonna to be covering um what um what Les epiphany was. Like what was the catalyst for him to go on this massive transformation? We'll we'll talk about what that looks like. We're gonna be talking about the psychological struggles that he actually went through, because there is a lot of psychological struggles, especially if you're going through change. Now, change is hard, guys. I don't give a shit who, how successful you are. Change is hard, all right? So being able to uh, reconfigure and reprogram your subconscious is extremely difficult. They say it's 28 days. I'm not so sure. I guess it depends person to person. Um, We're we'll also going to be talking about... Um, Leser's framework, we're going to talk about his piece uh, of success. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the relationship between health and wealth. Because I feel like that's a really good topic to talk about because we all know how important health is with regards to world wealth and that kind of stuff. But in reality, is it actually true? We look at like the most successful people out there, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Does it does it kind of coincide? Is there a core correlation between the two? So that's what we're going to be talking about today ladies and gents so um really looking forward to today's conversation so just a further reminder for you guys that are listening if you if you haven't had the opportunity to listen to us live feel free to head over onto the podcast and come and listen to us on there um and honestly we'll crack well hopefully we'll crack you up and we'll have a bit, bit of a laugh right enough from me let's bring the main man of himself drum roll please mr liz evans
1: Hey, do I do the wave now or what?
0: (laughs) I wish we had a couple of cheerleaders, actually. We should have a couple of cheerleaders in the background. Right, right. It's good to
1: see you, Adam. Good to see you again. Likewise. Thank you so much uh, for having me on again. It's always a treat. Like you said, you and I are great friends. And geez, you were talking about my description of my bio. And I was like, who is this guy? I'd like to be him. You know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) so funny so funny pretty early over there in canada isn't it
1: yeah it's uh, seven thirty 7 30 in the morning i've got my morning coffee with my famous king mug and the reason i'm nice. the king is because i've been crowned plenty of times
0: <laughs> 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 that's
1: a, that's a really bad dad joke as my son would say so, <laughs> but i love like it, to say hi to it. your hi to your audience i know you've got a great audience i i love what you do i love what you do at game changers I know you're so much focused on clarity is a big thing with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, today's kind of subject is really all about that. Like you said, the epiphany and the clarity that I got that changed my life. So
0: where would you like to start? Well, you know, let's get some context first because, uh, you know, I I feel like we've got so many great listeners in and around the world. Let's Mm -hmm. get some context because I know that you've gone through a massive transformation over the last sort of um, four to six months. Yep. But tell us like where you were at before and what, are, you know, where are you at right now? And then we can then we can start from that. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So, you know, prior to COVID, I, this is where we met on the road. I met you in the UK, I think. And I was a very successful business trainer, speaker, mentor, worked in 24 countries. Of course, with all the lockdowns and everything, we were all shut down in Canada, uh, like a lot of places. And right. it really took its toll on me. It took a toll, I, I think, as it did to all of us mentally. And <clears throat> I beg your pardon. I, I started to get in a place where I was, pre, you know, I'm the most positive guy around. But I was getting right. depressed, you know, and miserable. And, you know, eating a lot, drinking too much wine. Because <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing? And, you know, you're sitting on social media. So none of those things is really healthy. <clears throat> I beg your pardon. And so I found myself. Yes, last year I got to my 60th birthday, June 9th, and I was starting to look it. And I was like, I looked in the mirror one day and I said, "Who is this old man?" You know, because I'm stooped over. You know, the gray hairs there, which I can live with, but <laughs> I was I put on a lot of weight. Now I I can't convert to metric very well, <laughs> so. But I believe in, so I was 235 pounds. I think that's 107 kilos last wow. year. And wow! I'm only five foot nine. I'm not even six foot tall. Damn. So did like I just right dump in. To... Yeah, yeah, quite. It was ridiculous <laughs> because, you know, I was getting short of breath. I was getting chest pains. My knees are bothering me. All sorts of inflammation in my body. Mm. I didn't have anywhere near the energy. I lost everything. Everything that I was that people knew me for, the person I was, had vanished. And in its place was this old man. And I was like, what in the world? And even my wife was like, this is not you. Right. And I finally got to that point where it was like, you know what? I need to do something. Mm -hmm. And going back to the past was not going to work. And I, you know, like anybody else, I'm a knowledge hound. I was searching for solutions all over the internet. I couldn't find anything. Nothing that Mm -hmm. would work. And I finally Mm -hmm. said, you know what, if this is going to happen, this is going to be an inside job. So I started to kind of deconstruct myself because I realized that in order to be the better future version of myself, it was time to say goodbye to the old version. And Mm -hmm. even who I was, and this is something I'd really want to, this was a profound change for me. I'd like to share with your audience. I was hanging on to a career that no longer existed. Because we couldn't go around and tour the world anymore, right? Right. And I was also had I was also mourning who I was, my identity as a person. So I was actually in mourning for a couple of years, which really sounds strange, but it's until I identified that I was trying to hang on to who I was, and oh, poor me, and geez, I miss my career, and I miss the people because I love being with people, as you know. And I was missing all these different things and I was mourning it and I went, well, hold on a second. What if, what if, what if I reinvent myself? What if I mold myself into somebody who's better than the past version? So the first thing I do is I started in a place of gratitude, which is I'm sure something you discuss all the time with your audience. And instead of going from mourning to who I was and what I was doing I started to be grateful and said, God, you know what? When I look back at my career, the last 10 years, I got to work in 78 cities, 24 countries, thousands of people worldwide. I was known as an influencer, a positive guy, uh, really felt I made a difference. In fact, I knew, and I had great joy and purpose in my life. And I was so grateful when I looked back and I was like, look at what I've been able to do. I've got to live a life that millions of people dream of doing and could never do. And so it all started from the fact that, you know, you have to destroy your past in order to build your future. And in fact, the other revelation was that the person that you are today, you know, what made you who you are today? And I know you've talked to Marshall Goldsmith on this. He says, he says, and this is a good line of his, you know, what got you here will not get you there. And that is a hundred percent. What I'd found is the person who had become that I was so proud of, and that I was hanging on to so hard was now the prison that I built for myself to prevent me from moving forward.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Once I had that revelation, I realized that aside from looking after my health, I had to make some major psychological shifts. And this Mm. is when the clarity started to come in. Love that. That's where the whole thing started. And within five months, I lost, uh, what am I, I went from 235 to 185. So I think I'm about 84, 82 kilos right now.
0: Damn. Yeah. Damn. A Applause. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That. Thank you very much. For you guys listening in, by the way, if you have any questions for Les, feel free to pipe in as well, because I know that, um, you know, honestly, that, I mean, seriously, I'm so proud of you. I mean, that's such an amazing achievement, you know, that be able to do that and accomplish that in, in the time frame that you've been doing it. And, you know, and, and, I mean, you look good. You're, you're back. Your energy is high up there. Yeah, you know I'm saying like you, you are, I wouldn't say back to your old self. You're not back to your old self. I would say you're, you've got a new self, which the better upgraded version of it. Does 100%. that make sense? Yep. hundred yeah. percent. Love that. Love that. Love that. Now when we were, I mean, now, what, what we talk about timeframes? We talking about what's happened over the last twelve months? Over the last six months? What are we talking about? What was the realization to like when the result came? Was it? Was it six months? Was it nine months? You know what? It really
1: came quickly because once I kind of cracked the code, which I'll share with your yeah. audience here, um, yeah. things happened very, very quickly. It really doesn't take a change. You know, Tony Robbins is, is famous for saying the change happens in an instant. And that's really true. Mm-hmm. I came up with the basic framework in about an hour and a half when I started to break it down. And wow. it all came down to, and I actually have it on my white uh, little easel back here. I awesome. narrowed my focus because one of the things I've discovered, and I'll share this a little bit later in our interview. Mm-hmm is it is a massive discovery I had when I was working this year as a coach and mentor this year already this uh for the past four months I've worked with 341 clients individual entrepreneurs huh. and I discovered some really kind of shocking stuff that's a big problem to us entrepreneurs that I'd like to talk about in a little bit but I realized right. to change my life you can't you know you can, you're, we tend to overwhelm ourselves And so I said, I need to simplify. I want to work on three specific areas in my life. One, obviously, is income. Uh, That's necessary. The second is health, which is a big component. And when I say health, I mean physical health, mental health, spiritual health, if you will. And then the third component, which I thought was really important that we tend to leave out. We talk about purpose a lot, you know, living our lives on purpose with intent, but also joy. Things that bring you joy. And to to make that a priority in our life, whether it's time with our children or our spouses or partners, and in my case, one of the things I missed doing was writing music because I was an award-winning songwriter many many years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I've brought that in not to, not because I want to publish music, but it gives me great joy to create and, and bring that to life. And people said, well who needs more songs? Nobody but my mother my own mother was saying, well less. You're 60, you know, you're going to be 61 years old. What are you doing writing music now? And I'm saying, I'm doing it because I can, and you can't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know <what> <laughs> so love, it, love it, love it.
1: Once yeah. I kind of hone that down into three areas, you'll see a plus and minus right back there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I determined, and this is what I'd recommend your audience do, is I determined, because I'm a little bit older probably than your audience, The longer you live, you really see the value of time and whom and what you spend it on. So I made a very distinct determination that if a person or activity did not add value to my life, it's gone, just like that. that. A rather ruthless, if I may, Mm. but you realize that that time is your most precious asset and when it comes down to the health factor we have a finite amount of um, life force if you will which is determined to a greater or lesser degree depending on how we're looking after health so i realized that obviously my physical health was going to have to change and in order to change your physical health what does that mean retraining yourself i hated exercise hated it I mean, I'm a lover, not a fighter, right? (laughs) I'm a musician, not an athlete. I know you're like a high-level athlete. We were talking about that yesterday. (laughs) But you realize that, you know, the two biggest things, the most successful people in the world, and I know anyone in your audience has studied this, the most successful people in the world have, number one, laser focus, and number two, they have the highest energy of anybody in the room. I mean, you want to look at an example that's famous, Tom Cruise. That guy is a living example of focus and energy.
0: He doesn't look like a day over 50. I mean, I know he's like 60 as not he? Or, yeah, he's my uh, age. He's like 60. He's your age. age. Holy yep. shit. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this guy looks like, I don't know. I don't know what his beauty regime is, but anyway, that's how old he <laughs> you know. But
1: well, anyway, <laughs> you know what? The funny thing, a lot of that beauty comes from within, right? right. It's, I mean, right. you're looking after yourself. I, I'll be 61 in a couple of weeks, and it was so funny. Because my wife and I were the other day, we're making some donations, charity items, and a fellow accepting the charity items. He was like, "I I gave him." It's kind of funny. It's silly. I had an old cowbell from when I used to be a drummer. Okay, (laughs) when I was 16 years old, my wife was like, "You seriously hanging on to this? You haven't played this in like 30 years." And I'm like, "Well, it's sentimental." And I thought, "Man, no, no, it's ridiculous. It's just more clutter." So I gave it to the guy. I was like, wow, everybody needs more cowbell, right? <laughs> and, uh, and I said, well, you know what? I've had that cowbell since I was 16 years old when I used to play it. Wow. a band. He's like, really? He says, wow, that's great. I said, yeah, man, that's a long time ago. That's like, you know, 44 years take- ago. And he, he looks at me like, well, you're 44. I go, no, no, no. That was 44 (laughs) years ago when I was 16. I said, you just paid me a great compliment. (laughs) And so I I get that all the time because once you read, it is possible to literally reinvent yourself. And so once I made these distinctions here, it became relatively simple to figure out what I need to start doing and what I need to stop doing. And I had to retrain my brain to like exercise and thrive on it, to like mm-hmm. and love foods that were healthy on me and deprogram myself from stuff that was not healthy.
0: And I'll yeah, tell it's you, a, you, go it's a, I was going to say that, that that's a good point because um, what, you're, what you're explaining to us really is essentially, because um, reprogramming yourself, it, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Like I just said to you at the beginning, it's like change is difficult, change is hard. Right? Yes, we have to go through it in order to evolve and be a better person. But I guess, like uh, you we're all human at the end of the day. What would you say going from the time where you found it easier as it was getting easier, but before the time that it was started to get easier, I guess you must have really like gone through a lot of not just psychological struggles but also emotional roller coasters because you'd been out of condition for so long, what were kind of some of the negativity or maybe you had to deal with Mr. a Critic or whatever? What are the things you had to deal with and how did you combat that? Well,
1: that's a really, really good question. Really good question. So the first principle I used was the principle of incremental progression, meaning that I knew that I wanted to drop this amount of weight. I knew I wanted to get back into shape. I knew I had to reprogram all of this stuff, get over the dopamine addictions, the food addictions, the social media addictions. We have them by the way, this is universal today. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. I knew I had to work on that, but I also recognized that I'm human, but I also recognized the the incredible power of incremental progression, meaning that Look, when you're 60 years old and you weigh that much and you're clearly out of shape and you're not healthy, if I were to go to the gym day one and try and bench 250 pounds, I'm going to wind up either in traction or a heart attack, right? (laughs) So (laughs) so, so um, here's what I did. And you're going to sound ridiculously simple, but I Mm. started to do one. I made the decisions to do one thing at a time in small things, for example. I, can't, I couldn't do any push-ups, which is ridiculous because I was so out of shape. So what do you do? Start with one. Right. One push-up. Now, this is the important thing. I go to my basement where I have a little workout space. I do one push-up the very first day, and I quit. You know why uh-huh. I quit? Because I made uh-huh. a promise to myself to only do one. Most people make the mistake of saying, well, you've done one. Why don't you do another one? Push yourself, Right. But I realized that pushing myself, I could injure myself. (laughs) So (laughs) what a lot of people don't realize is the key to building self-confidence and integrity is to do it within yourself, is to keep promises within yourself first. Because if you can't keep a promise to yourself, you clearly can't keep it with other people. So I would do the one push-up. I'd say, well done, mate. Good job. Tomorrow, I'll do two. Well done. Tomorrow I'll do three. And I'll tell you within about six to eight weeks, I could do, you know, five sets of 10 or whatever the case was. I started walking very, very gradually. First month, I lost, I think, 12 pounds. The weight started coming off almost immediately. So what I'm doing on a daily basis is small increments, and I'm psychologically rewarding myself every mm-hmm. single time. What Does was it?
0: What? What was the reward? What was you rewarding yourself with?
1: Well, my psychological reward was keeping my promises to myself. Nice. That was it. Nice. Keeping my promises to myself.
0: That was it. That's it, the whole it's, key. It's interesting because um, when I studied psychology, they had principle, and you'll be familiar with this of the whole kind of risk and reward principle. You know, if you fail, you know. I suppose in a way it's kind of like you know um what are you going to do to reward yourself like what is the big win if you achieve x goal whatever that goal looks like then yep. what is the what is the um what is the big fear so like you know what is the big fear that you're going to then attack if you fail to meet that goal or whatever it might be and you may have this big i don't know fear of spiders or whatever it might be i don't know um but you get you get my point right well, for
1: myself, the one thing I did do to your point was I saw these fantastic T-shirts that were form fitting, you know, and the form I was fitting in was disgusting. I'm lucky to be happily married to a beautiful woman for like 35 years already. She's still gorgeous to this day. And I'm like, man, I'm not holding up my end of the bargain. You know, uh, instead of looking like the, the bef- before uh, the after picture, I was the fat flabby before. And I was, was like, I've had it with that. So I went I went in and bought a T-shirt. that was like a medium size and I was nowhere near a medium in, in those days. Right. So wow. I bought a T-shirt. I think it cost me one hundred and fifty dollars, like expensive. Whoa. Yeah. So I hung it up and it was in my closet waiting till I could get down to the size. Love and I it, couldn't. I couldn't wait to to wear it. But also, you know, just when you start to see the weight come off, and my my wife would laugh, because when the weight comes off, it never comes off where you want it, in the belly. It always starts in your fat head, and your head actually does get fat. So as it comes off, your face kind of gets a bit lopsided, you know? So, <laughs> And my wife is saying, "Oh my God, you're melting in front of me." You know, it's like, but as it comes down, and then you know, when you drop ten pounds, say four or five kilos, you can notice the difference, of course, in your legs and knees. Because, good yeah. grief, think about it. I mean, you know, a, a jug of water this big is twenty kilos, and I was carrying right. around that jug every single day. So, just mm-hmm. the psychological reward was fantastic. And then with my diet, which I pretty much Did low keto, lots of greens, proteins, that kind of thing. Yep. I really had to get over my body being addicted. Now, there's three things that really threaten our health that are universal. One of them is high blood pressure. The other one is glucose intolerance, our blood sugar, obviously. And the other thing is inflammation. And I had all three of those. Really high blood pressure, really bad inflammation, like in my bones and aching and stuff like that. And I discovered that it wasn't really arthritis, even though I have something called ankylosing spondylitis. It's like a type of rheumatoid arthritis, but it Mm. is triggered by diet, 99%. The minute Mm. I got rid of the sugars and carbs, you know, the lousy carbohydrates in my diet, all of the inflammation went away. My glucose levels went to normal. My blood pressure came down to normal. Resting heart rate at like 63, you know, everything Dang. corrected itself. And so your energy naturally comes back. And it's odd because my brother now, I'm trying to get him on the bandwagon. He's a lot taller than I am, mm-hmm. but he's he's looking stooped over and old, you know. And I was mm-hmm. too. But the beauty is, is you can completely reinvent yourself at any that. time, even, even starting at 60. So I tell tell people the change actually happens really fast. It took mm-hmm. me about five months to drop all this weight, but it was rewarding every single day because the people I was working with, they're like, what are you at this week? Like every week you're dropping a couple pounds and they're like, oh my God, your, your belly is vanishing. And it's so <laughs> funny because I was working with a company, helping them to tr- increase their sales and mm-hmm. they're watching me and everybody at, at the office that I was working with started eating healthier. They they were like sick and tired of their eating you know, cookies and junk, and, and I'm sitting here here having a bowl of berries and yogurt. And they're like, you're making us feel guilty. I said, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to get my act together. But exactly. I ended up inspiring the, the whole team there to eat healthier and start exercising. So you don't realize how profound your influence is by leading by example. And because I was a CEO before um, – I ever did any kind of coaching or mentoring,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I felt I, I, I stopped coaching people
0: mm-hmm. for a
1: couple of years because I've said, I'm not, I'm not leading. And if you're mm-hmm. not living it, you should not be leading it, which I yeah. kind of think um, really goes to the heart of the matter. A lot of people talk to me about leadership and they don't mm-hmm. recognize that it is largely an inside job first. Mm-hmm. You have to lead here and here first.
0: Love that, love that. For you guys that are listening in, by the uh, way, and, and if you have any questions, feel free to use the comment in the comment section below and make sure that you follow me and Mr. Les Evans over on LinkedIn or on YouTube. You can click on that bell notification, click on the follow button. And if you have the privilege, if you can't join with us live, of course, you can listen to us on the podcast, of course. And uh, we'll put all Les, um, Les contact details in the bottom of the description. So if you want to reach out to him, ask any questions, whatever it is, I'm sure he'll be he'll just revert back to the, the podcast and the, and I'm sure he'll be kind enough to to reply to your questions or whatever it is. Um question. Now I know that at the beginning of our conversation we were talking a little bit about you know entrepreneurs, business leaders, and whatever it is. Now we all know that whole kind of like, you know, especially if you are a solopreneur if you are successful it doesn't matter who you are successful business man millionaire whatever it might be well what do you think for, from your perspective your general observation are some of the core common mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners making regards to i mean you've been on a massive transformation mm-hmm. right okay what have you seen in terms of the correlation between the the links between success and business we say health or wealth, what would you say the big list are?
1: Well, again, it comes down to focus and energy. Those two things go hand in hand. And this is where I I shared this with you because you saw a Facebook post, I think, and I posted on my Instagram the other day, a video I'd made. And I told this story very briefly of how I'd spent the last four months coaching and mentoring 341 because I added up. I couldn't believe it because I was working with about Six individual entrepreneurs a day, five days a week, like 10-hour days, coaching and mentoring them. And what astonished me was this. It was like no matter what background they came from, no matter the size of their business, some were really small businesses, mom and pop, solopreneur. I had one lady, multi-multi-millionaire. She had a $30 million horse farm. I mean, I worked with a a Hollywood actor who's quite well-known. I'm not going to say his name. But this is the fascinating thing. excuse me, when I asked them, because when you get on these coaching calls or mentoring calls, you ask people, okay, what do you want? What's your goal? What's your objective? And they'd all say the same things, you know, well, I want to make more money, right? (laughs) I want more, I want more time. I want more time for my family. I want more freedom. I want to grow and scale my business. I want to live my life intentionally on purpose. I want to leave a legacy, those kinds of things. I said, okay, wonderful. And I said, so next question, and anybody who's out there who's a coach or mentor knows this process. It's not magic. I'd say, okay, so next question is what's preventing you from getting those things? What's standing in your way? And the this is where I had the shock of my life because every single one of them, this was the universe answers. They're like, um, I, I can't focus. I'm like scatterbrained. I've got ADHD. Almost every single person labeled themselves as ADHD and I'm like what what's going on here and this is men and women from like every spectrum and they're like um I I, I can't sleep I don't have enough energy um I'm you know i am got anxiety my health and relationships are suffering I never have enough time in the day to do what I truly desire and I said okay that's interesting and every day it was the same it's like they read the same book it was unbelievable <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "What is this? The the greatest book of excuses, <laughs> you know?" But, and then, but so me being me, I said, "Okay, so okay, so those are your problems. What have you done? Like, what what's your strategy? What have you done?" And again, mm. everybody said the same things. Well, like, "Hey, I'm watching like motivational videos on YouTube and TikTok. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm reading self improvement books. Um, you know, I'm going to Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone or et cetera, et cetera." And I'm going, "Okay." Mm how is that working out?
0: And mm. they're like, oh, you
1: know, it's okay. I go, okay, well, if it's working out so great, why are you and I on the phone talking like <laughs> you still have problems? And that's where, you know, I was like, well, hold, just hold the phone here. I realized that one of the greatest challenges we have today is our attention has been hijacked mm. and severely hijacked. Mm. And attention today, as they say, is the new currency. And we are living, particularly in social media, in a battlefield for our attention. And our attention goes to focus. And the minute we get distracted. So what I realized was instead of living their lives, people were doing a lot of activities, gaining lots and lots of knowledge. And, hey, I'm I'm a big fan of personal growth, as you know. We're doing a podcast here today. But what was happening is I saw people living in their minds and having knowledge rather than doing in real life. And so they were spending hours and hours and hours on social media or Netflix or gaming, et cetera, et cetera. And that was distracting them from doing what they wanted to achieve. And so once I came to that revelation, I was like, They have the the single challenge we have today, and this is a real problem. We have people's dopamine systems are completely hijacked. Our physical systems are hijacked by lousy food that, you know, triggers our insulin, for example. So I started to look at that as a real problem because I said, we are living in an age today where there's more knowledge and more information than ever. So why do people still have these problems? And I realized they're oversaturating, they're spending all their time living in their heads rather than focusing in real life on those three key areas. And so one of the things I did immediately, recognizing that because I'm just like everybody else, just as human as the next person, I shut my phone off. Because I used to take my phone to bed and scroll through, anybody else do this? You're all guilty, admit it, right? Me too. And then I'd fall asleep to some podcast going and my stupid phone would be going all night. My wife was like, how can you possibly be healthy and rested? Mm. And she was so fed up. and I finally said, you know what that does it starting at 8 PM, the phone goes off and it's left in another room. And my phone is off 12 hours a day. And so I'm not on social media. The key here is to use social media, not let it use you. That was a huge thing. And I thought that I would have withdrawal, but funny enough, I did not. And I had the most restful sleep ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like period. Yeah. So come, again, coming back to those things. So when I kind of made this announcement on this video, I, I got a few messages from psychologists. They're like, this is funny. I got one this morning from a psychologist in Australia. She's like, what's your system? I need to know how to fix this. <laughs> and, and, and it looked, it literally took me about it took me 90 minutes to put my plan into place, but it took me about six months to reverse engineer how I actually did all this stuff. <laughs> and it, it goes back to this um this simple formula here, and it's deconstructing and reprogramming yourself. And the effect it has is absolutely profound because now you start to live your life truly on purpose and intentionally. And I think I shared mm-hmm. this with you yesterday. I don't have a to-do list. My songwriting is calendared in as a necessity. It's not an afterthought. It's calendared in. My health rituals are calendared in every morning. So when I get up in the mornings, I automatically immediately start preparing berries for breakfast. I don't even think. That's part of my prep time. My wife is getting ready. I start because we have fresh berries every morning. That's a big part of my routine. You know how healthy that is. And immediately going from that, I put the pot of coffee on. And then it's downstairs into my workout routine. Just everything is automatic with me, rituals. And so it's just the consistency. I don't have a major workout routine, but I actually Mm -hmm. lost five belt sizes. And I went up a jacket size because I put on so much muscle into my chest. So I'm a 44 (laughs) now instead of a 42. So. (laughs) Uh, so the, it. Pro- the process is it, it's actually simple to implement. The hardest part probably is just the first couple of weeks getting over deprogramming the dopamine, deprogramming your sugar addictions, your addictions to television, whatever. You know, yep. I had a gentleman from the U S reach out to me and he saw my photo and he's like, how the hell did you do that? I, I want to learn. <laughs> and I said, as long as you follow my steps, I guarantee you that you're going to drop the weight because he was he was 40, 40 years old, 42. He had all sorts of problems health wise already. You know, same issues, high blood pressure, the weight, et cetera. So in his first uh, first two months, he dropped 20 pounds. He, he went from watching four hours a night of Netflix damn, because he was saying, I never have enough time. So we did a time on it. And I said, how much is Netflix paying you? He goes, well, they're not. I said, well, you're sure paying them. And that really <laughs> woke not up, you know, because our attention is being, that's your life force being drained on exactly. that particular activity. Our, uh, this is my spiritual belief. I believe we're given this God-given life force. And there's mm-hmm. an expression a great friend of mine t- told me a couple months ago. He says, you know what? The devil, however you want to look at that, the devil doesn't have to uh, take your life He doesn't have to take away your livelihood. He doesn't have to steal your children, your spouse or partner. He doesn't have to do any of that stuff. All he has to do is just distract you from what you were meant to do with your life. Mm. And when I heard that, I went, my gosh, that's it. It all boils down to two things. To me, distraction and discouragement are the devil's greatest tools. And once I recognized that last year, I said, I can't let myself get discouraged if I'm overweight, if I'm down. You know, back in World War II, they used to use a phrase, they called it morale, right? Keeping Mm -hmm. the morale of the troops up. And morale was not so much a positive attitude, but I like to use that word, morale. Key part of this formula is managing your morale. Knowing Mm -hmm. that if I'm on a path and I use the principle of incremental progression, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get to my destination. It is inevitable. I just have to have patience. And part of the thing is relearning patience because our dopamine has been so hacked. What -hmm. would normally be the big reward at the end, like you said, the Mm -hmm. T-shirt, you know what? I'll just eat a bowl of ice cream instead. Then I get that reward. Right. Love that. And it's like the difference between pornography and real sex, you know, this is why, you know, porn is very damaging to our dopamine systems Mm -hmm. because to create an intimate relationship with a partner requires work, so to speak. And you have to woo them and seduce them and romance them. That's a lot of work, right? Absolutely. For the reward. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what this is the glue that makes our life so magical. So recognizing Mm -hmm. that we need to stop living in our minds so much. And this is what I've really seen happen in the world. Our minds are being hijacked Mm -hmm. to to too much, too much information, too fast, rather than living out in the real world. Once I came to that conclusion, it's like, no, I'm going to start living back my life in real life. So,
0: yep. Love that. Love that. Now let's talk a little bit about your framework because I know you've got, you've created yourself that little formula and we've been talking, kind of talking a little bit about that. And you guys that are listening in on the podcast, as has got a, um, and we'll describe that um, here as well. Cause I know you can't see the video we doing a live show, but um, you could go, kind of give a bit of a run through about the, about your formula and, um, and what, what is it that people need to do? How can they apply this particular formula if they want to, go on this i don't know call it transformational journey if you wish you would call that or transformational mm-hmm. shift um and how do we apply it so um yeah maybe you can walk us through it well
1: again it it really it really starts at the beginning to, this is what worked for me i'm not telling you that you have to do this i'm just mm-hmm. telling you I, I believe in teaching from um applied knowledge so right. uh to my mind there's Tons of book knowledge out there today doesn't mean it's legit. This is the thing, making a discernment. I've always believed in in leading by example. I'm not a person who teaches from book knowledge, although I've read thousands of books. I believe in teaching from real life applied knowledge, so firsthand experience. So Aristotle said we learn by doing, and this was very much that process, a trial process. Mm-hmm. But taking these things and, you know, breaking them down into these three areas, like joy Joy was a big part of it, but also part of that is your life's purpose. Deciding what you want to do with your life, uh, your intentions. Everything to, to me that encompasses joy is all all about life purpose. What am I meant to do? What am I, you know, meant to share? And joy, by the way, for example, can be little little things. Like I love to make people laugh. Um, <laughs> I, I have a fondness for cartoon voice mimicry. I'm a very good mimic. I can impersonate a lot of different, you know, famous people. And when I'm around people, I like to use those voices to humor people, make them laugh. I think it's a wonderful gift to make somebody smile or laugh on a daily basis. That's a little Perfect. thing. Listening Perfect. to a great song gives me joy. Um, seeing my, going out and helping my wife buy flowers and plants for the house gives me great joy. Because right. she just loves that stuff. It makes her life... It makes her life better. So again, when those three areas, and the same thing with <clears throat> income and health is deciding what specific result you want to get, and then doing an audit, per se, an audit of who, again, who and what you're spending your time with, and mm-hmm. figuring out, and this is where I'm going to, I'll dive into it just a little bit, is where a lot of people fall short, is they think in terms of, productivity courses and stuff like that and i saw um, a well-known guru advertising a productivity course for three thousand dollars and it's 12 weeks long and i'm okay. like seriously i gotta spend three months learning how to get more productivity that's like this that's, that's a, like an oxymoron or something right i was like this is ridiculous so it all boils down to energy management not time and time management you only right. have so many hours a day you only have so much energy so the first thing I want to do is maximize my energy. Health has to be a focus. There is no question. and that involves a bit of cart, like for me, a bit of cart. My cardio is pretty modest. I just walk every day. but strength training is a big part of it. Adjusting my posture, making my posture straight is a little, again, incremental progression. Eating things that power my body, You know, and diet makes an enormous difference on your mental clarity. When you're physically strong, you can achieve a lot more. So that has to be a priority. Mental health, again, managing your morale has to be part of it. Part of my routine for that is gratitude. I think I'm not going to go into that because everybody knows about gratitude. But that is the most powerful thing to, you know, fight things off. And with a lot of crummy stuff going on in the world right now, I came to the conclusion that I, as one man, can't solve the world's problems. I can do my part and I kind of have to give the big stuff to God. That's just my belief. So let, you know, kind of Jesus take the wheel, if you will, as an expression, you can only manage what you can manage. Focus, focus on your environment. But then the other thing I went down to is once I looked at these areas and broke them down. And that includes within your work, I'll just explain quickly, is like, if I want to achieve these things, how many hours in a month do I want to allocate to, like, let's say songwriting, how many hours do I want to write songs? Because writing songs is not necessarily about inspiration, it's about perspiration.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And so if I don't allocate time to do it, it's not going to get done. It'll be like everything else pushed to the side. And so deciding what is specifically important to you, not to somebody else, specifically assigned to you, how many hours a week do I wanna allocate to that? Okay, let's say it's two. Okay, two hours. Then I know I need eight hours in a given month. And I know that I only have so many hours in a given month, I'm gonna allocate eight hours and they will get calendared in. This is the difference. It's, it's again the incremental progression and I did it slowly but surely. I didn't do everything all, all at once so I wouldn't overwhelm myself bit mm-hmm. by bit, but I slowly pared down what are the necessary activities. You know, time for relationships, time for going out with friends, in your work buckets. Like I used to coach people in in, in the workspace because they say, "I'm always getting interrupted." Okay, we'll figure out what what are your buckets in work? Marketing, advertising, you know, HR, recruiting, whatever those buckets are, you have to break down how many hours do I need to allocate to those things to address them and calendar them in. Mm-hmm. This is how high prof- that's why that's why you don't see billionaires with to-do lists. They focus in only on the necessary activities that propel them, that add value. If it doesn't add value, it's Mm -hmm. out of your life. Just that simple. So -hmm. it's a little more involved with that. When I coach people on this, which I've started to do now, um, I take them through individually because it's kind of tough to do it by yourself. I'm, Kind of a rare bird that way. I've always been very self-driven internally. Once I get fed up enough, I, I figure, you know, that's what I use this brain power for. But it's essentially just reconstructing your life and shifting your resources. And when I say resources, I'm talking about your energy and your life force. Those are your most precious resources. So everybody's got 24 hours a day. It's how you utilize them, which is cliche, but it is so true
0: absolutely love it well i know that we're coming towards the end of our chat and stuff like that but you know what i'm fascinated to learn about i'm fascinating to learn okay the upgrade is done or still kind of you know fine tuning if you like what next for mr les evans like what, what what what's happening in your life what 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 what's what how how how, how are you going to use this transformation if you like to you know, to, to do the stuff that you really want to do, apart from enjoying your personal life and stuff, but what do you want to do? Like, where do you see yourself in the next five years?
1: In the next five years, I'll, I'm going to be an old man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. It's
1: all in the mind. Well, you know, there there is a benefit because since I turned age 60, a lot of people will give you a senior's discount. And I, <laughs> you know, that sounds funny, but I am not offended by that at all. I, <laughs> age, the age thing doesn't bother me. Cause it's a right. natural progression of life. You know, sure. it's like, sure. you know, my hair is going gray. Uh, mm-hmm. This is my natural hair color, gray on the sides, dark on the top. And I'm okay <laughs> with that. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, You know, when you're, you know, again, when you start to eat properly, your skin is much, much more youthful. So okay. when you're healthy, it's just it, really the age factor comes back to how much is that energy shining through. Mm-hmm. But to, uh to answer your question, I have a good friend of mine. He's working with the, a network marketing organization, and they've invited me out. I I love speaking to people um, all over the world. It's something I, I think I'm very good at, at least all accounts. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, and I, I miss doing that. Uh, not because it's an attention thing for me. For me, it's connection with an audience. Mm-hmm. I love the ability to maybe give someone an insight or help them with it and I say, hey, I never thought of that before. Or uh, per, I don't like to use the word motivate. I prefer inspiration. If I can inspire somebody because I believe inspiration is internally driven, I like yeah. that kind of stuff. I like to be able to use my life as an example for people to say, hey, listen, I you know, I was a CEO of a, of an investment company that was trading $100 million a day. Now, when you look back mm-hmm. at my life, I barely made it out of high school. Flunked college. I have no degree in finance. I used to be a mailman with a learning disability, which I still have to this day. So, if I can build a company that trades $100 million a day, be the CEO, sell that, and then go on to become a really respected mentor in 24 countries, what's your excuse? Right. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. I, I like to just use that as my life's example. And mm-hmm. I'm as flawed as anybody else out there. You know, it's not about being perfect at all, not even remotely close. And I love this great analogy that I heard once. I think it was Joe Walsh from the Eagles who said, when you look at your life, sometimes with all the conflict and strife and difficulty, there's good times and bad times, but all this stuff, it looks like a mess of, you know, paint splatters sometimes. (laughs) And, you know, it's just like a mess. It's like, you know, what is that? And when you're close to the canvas, as you know, with fine art, when you're close to the canvas, you you can't see it. But once you finally step back and you look back on your life, you realize that you've painted a masterpiece and you didn't mm-hmm. even realize it. So Absolutely. that's okay. what I like is, is to know that anything that if you've made, if you've done bad in the past, that means you have the capacity to do good in the future. And this yep. is what I love. You can always reinvent yourself. And I think... That's kind of my biggest message today that I want to carry out to people and say, listen, this is achievable. I know it seemed I had a friend of mine a few years ago that said, "Last, your life is unachievable. Like people look at you like this. It's unachievable. And I go, oh, no, that's ridiculous. It is achievable. It's all about incremental progression, focusing on where you want to go mm. and, and bringing all you have to that.
0: It's Love just it. that simple. good stuff listen guys i hope that you've been enjoying our conversation with me and les evans of course um and for you guys that have been listening to us feel free to make any comments uh even if you listen to the recording as well you can use the hashtag uh replay of course um if you have any questions feel free to reach out to les he's over on linkedin and facebook and instagram he's bigger on uh, instagram um but also feel free to reach out to him. We'll put all these details below the, on the podcast. As I just want to say thank you so much for being a great uh, great guest on the show again.
1: You're welcome. Always a pleasure.
0: I, I love hanging out with you. We, we get along like peas yeah. in a pod, right? <laughs> we do. We do. We do. We do. We do. Well, listen, guys. Listen, I hope that you've enjoyed today's show. Um, Do me a favor. If you have enjoyed today's show, Feel free to leave a one or a five star review over on Apple or Spotify. Obviously, I love five star reviews, but you know, if it was is wasn't up to your expectation, I'm sorry, I'd be disappointed you. But I, but anyway, I always kind of like open and honest feedback. But listen, leave the feedback. I would greatly appreciate it, and um, hopefully, you can come join us on a, on another live show. If not, go over and listen on, on the podcast over on our on our favorite podcast channel. Anyway. For me and Les, I just want to say thank you so much for being on, on, on the show with us, listening in, and hopefully we'll see you soon. Take care, and we'll see you soon, guys. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.